Okay, so I know it's been a while since I made one of these, but I've just been doing a lot of introspection and, you know, not trying to, to force things, just waiting until I feel like I actually have something to say. And now I do have something to say. And what I'm starting to realize is that it's more, as far as trying to change things and improve things, it's more about being as accepting and then directing people's energy. So instead of, you know, pushing my way out there and saying we got to do this, do that, and the other and kind of being more I would say to a degree controlling or demanding however you want to put it and kind of forcing your belief or the way that you want the, the you know your ideal picture of the world to be onto others and instead you know still pursuing change and improvement but just in a different manner. So as opposed to, like I said, forcing yourself and saying that people have to do X, Y, and Z. Instead, be more accepting and then being able to really listen and then take that energy and push it towards giving people what they want. So basically, letting people run on their own on their own devices and one of the things that I think about in particular as it relates to that is I think it's called like Anoki or something like that or Akona I can't or Kiko or something like that I don't remember what is it, exactly what it is but it's a certain fighting style where what you do is like somebody comes at you and instead of you know converging on them you use their energy against them to, you know, guide them past you or, you know, flip them, flip, flip them over you or do whatever, just using that person's aggression against them and basically, you know, in, in a sense, you know, redirecting their energy so it comes back at them as opposed to coming toward, as opposed to coming towards you. And I think that's what's... I think that's the best way to be a leader. And because this is, I'm really breaking this down in a way of my political aspirations and, you know, again, listening because that's something that I'm not, that I can definitely, I definitely need to be more skilled and that would be more advantageous for me because, and it, because it, you know, I already know. I already know what I know. So I kind of get bored after a while of regurgitating the same things or just really continuing to express myself because every time I do that, I'm not really learning as much as when I'm listening because that's when I'm taking in or that's when I'm, more, of course, more, more likely to 
garner new information because like I said I already knew what I knew what I know the only difference would be when I'm talking is that you know I may come to a different conclusion or by saying stuff out loud it may help me make a connection or something like that and I keep putting like this political stuff on the back burner but then it always keeps on coming back and I feel like it's just it's just something that's going to continue to nag me until I finally get out there and do it but like I said it's all about it's learning to listen so in this case listening to the universe and trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing and what I want to accomplish and what I'm trying to do and try and you know figuring out the the best way to to go about that and you know what's really got me back to it is listening to what other people say about other politicians and another thing that's also inspired me to get back to it was this the woman uh, in New York City I think she was running I think it was the I don't think it was a congressional district. I think it was like a local representative. But I believe she's running to represent the Bronx. And she did, it was only a primary. Like, she hasn't been elected yet. But still, you know, that's really inspiring to me. Because it's like, I'm starting to get to that age now. Where that's, it's, 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 it's unique. And like, for instance, me being 26, that's still very unique in our political climate. But as time goes on, you know, with these, in these next couple of elections, it's going to be much more commonplace. Where, it, you know, it's, it's, the, it's basically the, uh, the first domino, I guess you can say, or one of the first dominoes of people of my generation, you know, that are within a couple of years difference, age difference of me going into political offices and especially when you know you look at for instance the people with the, the last presidential election it should for people my age it should really be a wake-up call for us that we need to start doing stuff because you know it's pretty terrible when we talk about as far as when people talk about party stuff and, and they talk about the democrats being you know the quote-unquote good party compared to the Republicans and how most young people identify as Democrat and all this other stuff, but yet, look who's leading the party. Like, it, I, that's what that's really what why I, for, you know, more strategic reasons, I align myself to the Democratic Party. Even though I'm, I consider myself more of an individual and don't align with, truly I don't align with either one, but if there's one that I could more closely, you know, go with, it would be the Democrats. But like I said, that's mostly because of the platform that has the, the you know the playing field that's been laid before me. That's what's most beneficial to me is aligning myself with the Democrat Party. It's more of a strategic, like I said, a strategic thing because there's a lot of stuff that I don't agree with the Democratic Party. And I'm more open, and so there's some ideas that I'm open to with 
or at least understanding with the Republican Party. I don't think it's just Republican is a bad, you know, like a, a derogatory term. And it's probably why why I consider it so problematic is because is because when you, like I said, looking at the party with the last presidential election, and even the stuff that's going on now. Like who are, who are the Democrats kind of putting their 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 muscle behind their support behind in order to change you know the sort of Donald Trump wave that's going and you look at it it's pretty sad it's you know people in their sixties and seventies like that's that's who we're looking for for our quote unquote fresh ideas and more in the open perspective is you know people that are people that can be my grandparents. You know that's that's pretty. I I consider that pretty problematic because, like I said, you know, because even even if you know you see a lot of people supporting Bernie Sanders, I mean, he may be in touch with young people and a lot of people support him, but to me, I feel like it's just by the more more or less by default. They see what's put in front of them, and then they see him as the best chance, which. I agree with. I think that there's there's a lot of truth there, but at the same time, you know, uh, it's I think it's important, and I feel like it's my duty to give people a better perspective, to give to keep people interested because it is helpful and it can make big changes. But you know, when you have people like Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, and Trump, and all these other people, it puts a bad taste in people's mind. And, people's mouths about getting involved in politics and I can fully understand that and I think politics is really cool and it can be cool and it is something that can be it's something that can be and it should be a young person's sport not to say that there's anything wrong with having political people having people in politics that are you know 50s, 60s, and 70s but I think it's kind of it's pretty sad that we consider other than a position such as a president, I think it's pretty sad that we consider uh, 40, you know, even even late 30s and you know, any time in their 30s or 40s, that we consider that to be a very young politician. I think we and we should have, you know, we have a lot of young people. We, we should have a lot of, you know, our politics should be more representative of that, and we need. It's it's like politics to me is no, it's no different than any other business. You need to recycle. Everybody has their place, but it, but at the same time, you can't. You're going to have problems no matter what if you're too heavy on either side of the scale. You're going to be making a whole lot of mistakes, and you're going to be doing a lot of crazy stuff if you have a bunch of people running the government all in their twenties and thirties. But you're also going to have a, a lot of uh, a lot of um, I guess you could call it like a stagnation. A lot of, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of stagnation from uh, people when you get when you're too heavy on the other side. You have too many old people who are who tend to, who are more likely to be stuck in their ways or you know less compromising to change. 
and so to change that to get you know to give a new face it's going to take a lot of work but it's something like I said it's something that I'm very passionate about and something that I personally I don't have much problem uh, becoming more heavily becoming more you know heavily involved in and I feel like I do have a unique brand to politics that's not political in the sense that we generally speaking we, that we that we know it as and, and one of the things one of the those uniqueness that I believe I bring is just being more open to people and how I like doing a, ver a variety of things. I'm kind of a very, I try to be as eclectic as possible or at least open to it as far as coming up with ideas and solutions and, you know, really ju just taking everything in because that's part of the problem too with this divisive politics that we're experiencing is that people feel it's people people act in a way as as though people act in a way as though they have they have no ability to listen to an idea without accepting it you know like like I said with the republicans yeah more often than not I don't agree with a lot of things that they say but you can't experience change if you don't listen to people and a lot of the times, and it's not like their Republicans are necessarily completely out of place. Like, you, you, there, there's obviously something, there's obviously, you know, some nerve that the Republican Party is able to hit because they're able, they're, the, the success that they're having with Donald Trump and with the, with the Senate and the House of Representatives and the approval, the, you know, the... Maybe not a majority, but a definitely a very significant group of approval. And you really need to divulge that and break it down and really get a, a full understanding of that. Because if you don't, that's, that's when you're just sitting there complaining about stuff and trying to sit there in your righteousness acting like you're, you're doing something. When you open yourself, when you open yourself up that's when you start to make change when people when you when you're you, you may not get a lot of people that agree with everything that you're doing but that's not the point the, the real point is is to create a, you know a respectable base and to create a respectable base and give something for people that give something that people can really uh, get behind To where, like I said, they don't agree with everything, but they really respect what you're doing, and they understand that you're, they, they can tell that you're listening, like, and that's really what's important, is that, that's when re people really start to stick their, their feet in the sand, or don't draw the line in the sand, or stick their feet in the dirt, plant their feet, whatever you want, however you want to phrase it, is when they feel like they're not being heard. 
when when none of their ideas are even being considered and they're not, you know, when somebody talks back to you, it's important for them to be, to uh, get that, feel that understanding that you know what they're saying. That you, like I said, you may be able to, you may break it down to them a different way and get them to open up and see a different perspective. But the way that the examples that you're using and the context that you're speaking in, like I said, they can tell that you did listen to what they say rather than, okay, you're, rather than just being like, okay, that's nice that you said all that, you're wrong, and here's what you need to be thinking. And like, I feel like a lot of people, like, like for instance, as it pertains to Louisville, that's a huge problem with with that I don't why I don't like Mayor Fisher is that he's very political. Like he plays those games. Like oh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be you know giving people. He's very conscious of not giving people sound bites and not speaking his mind. So instead he just he just produces this drab dribble of you know generic stuff that says absolute that answers questions but says absolutely nothing you know you ask them a question about helping out this community or doing this and it's just like or what do you plan on doing about that and it's always well you know like i understand you need research and stuff like that but you know you're supposed to be a smart enough person where you can sometimes make get some information and make you know, logical decisions or be able to progress in a more concrete way without, uh, you know, what is it, uh, uh, to be derogative, but just, (laughs) just kind of, just kind of measling around and not really, you know, not really being, uh, not divisive, but authoritative and decisive in your in your decision making and not being you know waffling as it were and, you know making like I said making a more concrete decision and sounding more firm not to say that you can't be open to other ideas and wanting to make sure that you're making the right you know decision but at the same time, there are just certain things where you don't need research to know that that's a bad idea. For instance, all the resources that are going into the the this, the Louisville FC uh, soccer stadium and stuff. Like, who is that really for? Like, all that real estate that's being used up, and then all the energy and all the you know the the dollars that push that labor force into that um, that funnel. Who's that really benefiting? Are, are, is, it, is that going to reduce our homicide rate? A couple, uh, you know, a couple hundred maybe or so um, low-wage, minimum-wage jobs, low-skilled jobs for, you know, what, eight days out of the year, 16 days out of the year maybe, and a couple of festivals and maybe, you know, some other soccer games or whatever type of events. Like, we, we already have, you know, plenty plenty of uh, plenty facilities between the between the school between basically between all the schools the high schools and the you know high schools UFL 
and then like I seen again Sullivan is building is building their own like little sports complex with the baseball team and the um, the baseball team and a soccer field and it's like you know why why what do like you really why what do we need that for who is that really you know what I'm saying who is that who is that really benefit only most of the rich people and all these big time donors that's not you know that's not a really what quote unquote uh, compassionate city is as they like as they like to say and all of these symbolic and non-substantive uh, non-substantive changes or implementations that he that he's done and it, to me you know this uh, was it pseudo charities or pseudo volunteerism however you want to put it where it's it looks nice like he talks about all the volunteering and this and that and the other and it's like okay that's nice but that's you know one day out of the year or maybe a couple weeks but it's really it's putting band-aids on like I don't like doing like you know it's nice to I no don't get me wrong it's nice to help out it's good to support other people and you know to do charity work and it's something that everybody needs to do and you know do do their do their part but at the same time it it's it's kind of it's really fostered this self itself into this feel good industry you know where where it seems to me like people like that there's charity like there's like doing this to make themselves feel good as opposed to you know when I look at stuff like that I I want to end this I don't want to keep running I don't want to have to run, have to have to run you know 5k to cure diabetes (laughs) i'd rather just get people eating healthy you know i don't want to run for depression i'd rather get people eating right and exercising and you know creating creating a better structure of support so that we don't have homicides that we don't have uh we don't have suicides and you know people coming home from wars with ptsd and all these other mental illnesses and cancers and all this other stuff, I don't want to keep having to have that be such a major uh, occurrence that people need to form charities and do this and do that. Like, it's great that we have people that are willing to do that, but it's, like I said, at the same time, I, the whole point should be to reduce it so that we don't, that the charities that we do have, we can either have just as many that can suffice you know that can meet the demand but or have it almost non-existent or you know more consolidated into you know where suicide and depression where it doesn't where it doesn't have to be such a major issue where you almost have to have one focus one group focusing on one and then another on the other because there's such a great demand for it that you need to that you need people you need a a group to specialize in and that's why I'm always quick on ideas and you know trying to learn about this and learn about that and why I like to go to so many events because it's kind of my way of acting as a political figure before being being in that position and so 
to me, and so to me, it's just it's it's really important. Um, to me, it's just really important to be almost I would say like an enigma, you know, kind of flowing through and always being around. I I don't want to be a mayor who only shows up during re-election or 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 during or you know when there's a camera crew and stuff like that. I want to be ambiguous. I want to be the person that you see on the bus. I want a person that you see at some random event. You know, always being in touch with the people and always making yourself relatively, you know, available. Of course, people you got to respect people's privacy and stuff like that. But at the same time, I would like it to be where it's not like a huge thing to see the mayor. You know, where. I can build those type of personal relationships with all different types of groups and without things always being to be a huge spectacle and like I said, being personable and being that ambiguous, like I said, right in the bus stop, at the walking bridge, so that I'm always able to keep my finger on the pulse of the community and understanding, you know, not only using my platform and you know government resources but my but I'm willing to invest my own personal resources because that's how heavily I believe in this community and you know I'm pretty sure that a mayor probably gets paid relatively well I would hope I would think you know better than a lot of most jobs and if I've been able to make do with what I have now I could move mountains you know maybe not move mountains but plant those seeds and that's what really keeps me going is it is that you know being broke one of the things that it really helps you see is not only see what's important but really you know break down really be understanding the how to really stretch a dollar and make things happen and it doesn't it doesn't always take a whole lot of money to make big changes but I have to go <laughs> go back to the plantation, as they say, and try to get this money and build for a better tomorrow. But until next time, see you guys later. Peace.